0: Yo, what's good, meatheads? Hope you're having an amazing day, and welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. It's your boy, IFBB Pro Maputali, coming at you with another topic. And today, we're gonna break down how so many people get fat by accident. All right, we're gonna break it down. It's 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 literally right in our faces. Spoiler alert: It's pretty much relating to how much we put in our mouth, or at least being conscious of how much we put in our mouth. But aside from that there is a lot more of a uh, of a more simpler aspect that we often overlook when it comes to, you know, controlling our body weight and like how much food we put in our mouth and how that translates to the scale, right? As I always say, whatever you see on the food scale translates to the body weight scale. And that's if you even measure your food, right? And if you don't measure your food, that's, uh, of course, I'm going to hint to one of the worst things you could possibly do. And likely what it's going to do when it comes to creating an outlet for you to continuously put on fat by accident all right so we're gonna be breaking that down we will be breaking that down okay so before we get into this okay before we get into this guys and girls let's get practical you think okay and let me know if this is something that you think okay you think that in order to get fat you must overeat right like you must overeat in order to get fat right but guys and girls that's even though that is true overeating isn't necessarily like the, the same thing we all think it is. So like overeating, like you might view it as I eat to the point where like I'm actually sick or I eat to the point where like, you know what I mean? Like I know I overate, right? But it's not always like that because overeating isn't always going to make you feel sluggish. Overeating isn't always going to make you your belly bulge out. Like overeating is more of a numbers game than a feelings game. And let me let me break that down. Let me tell you what I mean by that. So like overeating, right? You might view it as you know, having tons, and this is, of of course, going to vary for everybody. You might view it as having lots of cake and pizza and things like that, and eating until you're literally sick, but in actuality, because it's a numbers game, the way that it works, guys and girls, is everybody has a set amount of calories that they need to consume in order to either gain weight, maintain their weight, or lose weight, okay? And overeating literally means just, and, and I'm, I'm not saying that it's even entirely a bad thing, but it just means that you're not doing the, the latter of the two, which is eating to maintain your weight or eating to lose weight. It means you're eating to gain weight, okay? And that's overeating in a sense because you're overeating the amount of calories that was required for you to stay the same weight or required for you to lose weight, right? So if we can understand that and that it's less of like a feeling thing, then it actually becomes quite easy to overeat without even knowing it. Okay, like, you don't always overeat, right? Like, you don't always, you know, feel like sluggish. You don't always eat to the point where your stomach is hanging, right? And truth is, you probably don't. But you still pack on fat. What's the deal with that? Okay, so, again, guys and girls, aside from not exercising and not being active throughout your day, which we know, of course, is going to make it easier for you to pack on fat, people gain fat when they overeat. And going back to the definition of overeating, which is, in my opinion, eating anything else other than what is calorically required for you to maintain your weight or calorically required for you to lose weight. If you are in a surplus of calories or eating more than what is required to stay the same weight or lose weight, you are overeating in a sense. And that is going to be packing on weight in the form of either uh, both fat and muscle or primarily fat if you're not exercising or weight training specifically. Right. Or going through a traditional bulk where we you know what that means. Uh, if you don't, then tr- traditional bulking is, you know, when you're putting on a bunch of muscle intentionally and intentionally increasing the weight that you have on the scale in order to fulfill that uh, goal of putting on more muscle in certain areas to bulk and or well, essentially bulk for strength or bulk to develop muscle so that when you get cut the following time period, you know, because you're a bodybuilder or an athlete, that you'll have more muscle. Right. But aside from that, talking about the regular person here, that's not something that they intentionally do. Right. So overeating or eating more calories than what's required for them to be the same uh, body weight or to lose weight is overeating and it's going to put on fat. Right. And like this is the real confusing part, because like, as I said, like what even is overeating? Like, again, you might just think that overeating is only related to the feeling that you feel, you know, when you eat yourself sick, but it's not. It's a numbers game. So eating literally two, three hundred, five hundred calories more than what's required for you to stay the same weight might not even feel like anything. And we're gonna break that down in a little bit, okay? Because it's so easy to eat 500 calories extra and not even feel like it's in your stomach, okay? And that has a lot to do with food selection, which we're gonna be breaking down in a little bit, okay? So, what even is overeating? You're probably doing it and you don't even know. If you disagree with me, cool, okay? Trust me, it's a lot easier to overeat than you think. So, let's break this down. I'm, I have a question, sort of rhetorical, but you can answer it in your head. How many Oreo cookies, guys and girls? Do you think you could snack on in one sitting, okay, like let's say you're on a new diet that helps you flatten your gut and burn fat, right? and you're now in a calorie deficit so you're you know you're burning fat right because we talked about at the start of the episode to put on any type of tissue, whether it's muscle and fat or just to put on any weight, you have to be eating in a caloric surplus and not be burning those many calories or any at all, and then to maintain your weight, you've got to eat what's required and maintain to maintain that weight calorically. And then you've got to eat what's uh calorically. Uh, you have got to eat in a caloric deficit to lose weight and to essentially get your body to trim itself over time period with the amount of exercise that you're doing and the we'll say lack of calories that you're consuming as well. You know, in order to get this effect where you you know you're burning a lot of calories and you're not putting a lot of calories in, so your body is losing weight. Um, right. That that's that's essentially how you lose weight, right? So. Let's assume that you're in a calorie deficit and you're attempting to to burn fat, right? So your calories are in that range where, for you, it's supposed to help you burn fat. You're doing some physical activity, so you should be burning fat. But, you know, you're also uh, noticing that the scale isn't going down. Like, you're training and you're putting the effort in, right? Like, you're, you're doing your walks. You're going to the gym when you can, putting your best effort in when you go. And you're sticking to your nutrition protocol as much as you can. And the keyword is as much as you can, which is, again, we're gonna have to break that down in a little bit. All right. So you usually track your meals, right? And when I say usually, and let me know if this is you guys and girls, like, you know, that the meals that you're supposed to be eating, the whole foods that you cook or that you'll meal prep are measured and that they fit exactly where they need to fit in order for you to make sure that you're eating the required amount of calories that you need to be eating to cut weight, right? But when it comes to you know snacks or things that might just be lying around, maybe it's your kid snacks maybe it's something that's in the car or something like that you don't really count it because you think well it's like the size of the palm of my hand like whatever I'm eating maybe it's almonds even you know it's it's all in the, the palm of my hands maybe one handful won't hurt right and it's not even like you think of it like it won't hurt you just don't think of it you just put it in your mouth and like, fuck off. Like, you don't care because it's like, well, how could five fucking cookies impact my day if 90% of the day I'm eating what I need to eat? Now, here's where shit gets tricky, guys and girls, okay? Here is where shit gets tricky. So, you know, you down a few cookies. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, you get into your car, you've got a pack of Oreos sitting on the passenger seat, right? You think, you know, a few cookies won't hurt my progress. I don't really have to track it. It's like a fucking handful of cookies. It doesn't matter, right? Like, it's not even, it's like literally six cookies. Okay, we'll say six, right? You think that to yourself as you step into the car and you head to work. Okay, so like, you see the cookies. What's a handful? What's six cookies going to do? And you eat them, right? Six cookies. It's pretty much nothing to you. It doesn't feel like anything. It just tasted good. You know, it just filled up. It didn't fill up your stomach. It just tasted good. And you ate it for the sugar, right? Um, But you notice, you know, it becomes a habit now. So you have the six cookies on your way to work. And now you have the six cookies on your way back from work, right? And now this is the new norm because you work, say, five days a week or more, right? And it's about a handful. So let's be fair. I'll be honest. It doesn't look like a lot. But here's where shit gets fucking tricky, guys and girls. Even if you're eating all the healthy meals that you need to be eating in the day to be in a caloric deficit, that is a total accumulation. Like Everything that's measured that you're eating that is meal prepped is measured, but everything that isn't measured isn't measured. So if we're not accounting for the six cookies that you're taking every trip, so six cookies there, six cookies back, which is like about a sleeve of an Oreo pack, let's say, like twelve cookies, a dozen cookies in a day, which you might not, it, you you won't feel that in your stomach because, like, again, like it's it's not there's not a lot of volume with it. Like think of it, a cookie is small as fuck. You chew that, you eat that, it's nothing. You just do that for the taste, right? And this is the thing that we don't understand: a cookie or specifically in this case, an Oreo cookie is 53 calories. Okay. 53 calories and 53 calories times six adds up to just about 640 calories. All right. Not even six, that's 12. So you got 53 by 12 is 640 extra calories. And that's like about a whole sleeve, a whole sleeve of of an Oreo pack. And Guys and girls, 640 extra calories is fucking a lot. Like it's enough to, if you think that you were in a calorie deficit, it's enough for your body to not be in a calorie deficit anymore and to be more in a maintenance phase, or depending on how light your deficit was, even a surplus. 600 extra calories that you almost can't feel in your stomach. Like that's where shit gets tricky. Because you don't feel like you overate. You don't feel like you're full all the time, you don't feel like you should be putting on any weight, but because of that habit of eating cookies every time you sit in the driver's seat, you are stalling, if not halting your progress altogether without even knowing it, because you associate overeating with having too much chicken, you associate overeating with having too much pizza, you associate overeating with having too much cake, cupcakes, so many other things that honestly will fill you up when you do overeat them, but what about the things that don't fill you up that you overeat? like the almonds, like the Oreos, like the chips, so on and so forth, right? It doesn't have to make you feel full in order for you to not be able to burn fat with it. Does that make sense? Again, guys and girls, this is a numbers game. This is about calories. And if you can't understand this, then you can't understand or truly apply weight loss. Like you will not be able to burn fat and you will swear that every diet does not work and you will curse the gym and you'll never get your dream body because you can't understand or at least you refuse to understand or maybe you're just you just don't know that those few cookies that you eat every now and again do add up, especially over time. And that if you think you're in a calorie deficit because all of your meals that you know, you'd eat and that, that are prepped are technically in line with that, you've got to also account for the things that aren't counted in that meal plan. Which could be the spare cookies, the spare chips, any other snack that you wouldn't normally have in your protocol that, you know, would keep you in a calorie deficit combined with some form of physical activity to help you burn fat. It's that easy. It adds up so fucking quick and it's like right under your nose. And you will not even feel full, but your weight won't go down and you might even increase the weight. And progress might be going backwards and you're wondering, how the fuck is this happening? Like, I'm eating all my meals. I'm eating healthy all the time. And then it it clicks to you. Well, fuck, maybe those cookies actually did something. And the truth is they did. If you eat them enough consistently, you're not going to be able to stick to or be in a calorie deficit in the first place. And that's going to throw you off. And you're going to swear that the diet isn't working for you when really you're not working for the diet. Right? Because you're eating things that you're not counting. And guys and girls, I'm not saying you can't eat Oreos. I'm not saying you can't have Rice Krispies. I'm not saying you can't have Pop-Tarts. I'm not saying you can't have fucking chocolate bars. Have all of those things, but make sure that they're calculated and that they fit into your caloric and or macronutrient requirements so that you don't end up making that unconscious mistake of continuously consuming calories without even fucking knowing it. It's not that the foods are bad. Like, yes, processed foods, you want to limit them, but you don't have to exclude them entirely. And I'm speaking with experience here, not even just with myself, but my best clients. Like, I still eat Pop-Tarts, Rice Krispies and all that shit, but I do it more methodically. Like, I'll have it pre-workout so that I could use those carbs, you know, to really get a a nice workout, like it's going to pump me up, uh, fill me up with glycogen, and allow me to get pumped up a lot better, right, and give me a little bit more energy, whereas, you know, and I would recommend that for anybody, honestly, that is that either has a sweet tooth, or still wants to eat some form of, you know, sweets or whatever it is, that's a perfect way to incorporate it. But even doing that alone means nothing if you aren't making sure that it factors in to the total amount of calories that you need to consume in order for you to be in a calorie deficit. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? It all adds up, guys and girls, even with healthy snacks. Even with healthy snacks like almonds. Like, think of almonds, right? Like, fucking, they're nuts, right? They're It's good. like you're, They're good for you, right? You, you'd assume, and I would assume too, they've got good fats, right? But they're very, 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 very will say they've got a lot of calories. Okay. They've got a lot of calories. So if you were to eat a handful of almonds twice a day, it would have close to the same amount of calories as you would with Oreos. And again, these are good foods, right? Almonds are whole foods. They're nice. So you know, they've got the good fats. It's good for you, but it doesn't fucking matter because it's about the total amount of calories that you're consuming. And if you are respecting your caloric limits, to keep you in either a caloric surplus, a caloric maintenance level, or a caloric deficit. In this case, a caloric deficit, because you want to be burning fat, as we talked about at the start of this episode. So, calories matter, guys and girls. It's all a numbers game. What you see on the food scale is what translates onto the body weight scale, and eventually into the mirror. Okay? And the worst part is, guys and girls, you don't even know this happens every single day. Not just with chips, not just with almonds, not with Oreos, but also with condiments. Like think of dressing, salad dressing, think of ketchup, think of mustard. Like that's why we have fat free options, low calorie or no calorie options to make sure that you can still enjoy these things while respecting your caloric requirements so that you can continue to burn fat as you continue to exercise and move, move forward in your fitness journey, right? Like instead of relying on your eyes, use a food scale. Instead of, you know, relying on the feeling of, I don't feel full, and maybe this is just six cookies now, and six cookies later, it's 12 cookies, but I don't feel it. Like, it's not, you know, I'm still going to the gym, I'm still eating all my healthy meals. Like, instead of thinking like that, treat all food equally. Everything that you put into your body, into your mouth, like with meal prep, so on and so forth. Okay? That's all measured. So why not measure everything else? And fuck's sake like maybe you might not want to measure or or keep in a, a tab in mind as to how many cookies you might or you you want to eat or that you have the will say the ability to eat right but at least set a limit right that you, you can spare it you can you can cut down some extra calories in whatever else you have in your uh, uh, nutrition protocol for your calorie deficit to make space for the amount of cookies that you want to have throughout the day, if you really want a snack, if you wish to snack, I would reduce my carbs a little bit, get a couple calories off to make that that would basically be the difference of calories that is that would otherwise set me overboard, and not keep me in a calorie deficit, if that makes sense. All right, so you can definitely always play with your nutrition protocol to fit these snacks in, if you truly love them, and you can't live without them. Right. But outside of that, The only way to actually eat snacks and eat quote unquote junk or bullshit, we'll call it because I still eat bullshit, whatever you want to call it, is to make sure that it doesn't overshoot you with the caloric requirements. That's literally and there's like and that's not hard to do. The only issue and the only way you could get fat by accident, really, in my opinion, is just by either a not knowing or b not caring how many calories are in the fucking thing that you put in your mouth. (laughs) Right. And like. Like That's why you haven't been able to lose weight, even though you barely miss gym sessions, even though you eat fucking clean 90% of the time, 100% of the time. Well, if it was 100% of the time, of course, you wouldn't be snacking. But we'll say 90% of the time or even 80% of the time, you've been eating all of your meal preps. You've been hitting all your protein goals. You've been hitting all your ca- uh, your carb goals and your your fats goals. And you, generally what you thought was calorie goals, but not necessarily because you weren't counting Every single calorie that you put in your mouth, you only counted what you cooked, which isn't all that went in your mouth. Everything that goes in your mouth deserves to be treated equal and counted. Otherwise, you're doing yourself a disservice because you aren't accurately recording the amount of food that you're consuming or the amount of calories that you're consuming. And that's going to throw off your progress. And, of course, also your belief system with um, that progress, that level of progress or lack thereof. Because you might just lose belief and lose motivation altogether simply because you think it's not worth your time because you're not burning fat, you're not seeing the results, but really you're not doing it the right way. And I don't even want to say the right way. You're not doing it the the way that's right for you, the sustainable way, which is to incorporate and include, you know, things that you still want to eat, right? But in a way where you know they won't overstep the caloric requirement limit. So you play with the numbers so that everything fits. Think of it like a puzzle piece, right? And like... Again, without doing that, you're never going to be able to lose weight, regardless of how sharp you are with the gym, regardless of, you know, how how many clean meals you're eating. If you aren't in control of how many calories you con- you consistently put in your mouth, you're screwed. And I'm not telling you that you need to have this deathly low number of calories either. I'm not saying that. A caloric surplus is literally anything less than maintenance level, even if it's 100 calories less, which honestly, most people, you wouldn't even be able to feel the difference for 100 calories. Maybe 200 or 300 calories, you might start to feel the difference, but your food selection matters a lot too, because let's say, just hypothetically speaking, throw the number at 2,500 calories, okay? So 2,500 calories, okay? This is going to be a perfect example. So 12 cookies, let's say 12 Oreo cookies equals uh, 640 calories. So let's double that, two dozen cookies, okay? Two dozen cookies is 24 cookies, right? And let's double the calories then since we're doubling the cookies. All right. That's about 1,280 calories. Okay. Now, if we double that, we're close to about 25, almost about 2,500. Not even 2,500. We're close to 2,000 calories. Let's just drop it down to 2,000 calories to be simple here. Okay. So you could get with 48 cookies which honestly, I'm sure you guys and girls could eat. The, the worst thing that you might have is just like a little bit of a stomach ache or, you know, whatever. It's just, it's sweet, it's it's small, it's not big. You know what I mean? You could eat 48 cookies, right? Probably in the span of like, if I gave you three hours, you could do it, right? So 48 cookies, which is going to bring you up to like 2,000, let's just say 2,000, around 2,000 calories, right? That's easy. You could put that in your mouth. But to get 2,000 calories from whole food, would take you an, an entire day with chicken, with rice, with beef, with with any kind of poultry, with fish, with potatoes, with beans, with like whole foods because they're more calorically dense and and, the, and uh, nutritionally dense. It's going to take a lot more volume like the, it's it's literally going to be bigger and it's going to take you a lot more energy to consume that food. Because not only will you actually feel more like bloated, not even bloated, like you'll feel full because it it's like, think of units, like it's it's a lot more units of food than units of, of uh, let's say like Oreo cookies, for example, like 48 cookies. Okay, you can eat 48 cookies. Like that's nothing really. You could go to a party and eat that, right? But to have 2000 calories coming from whole food, you'd be fucked by like the 900th calorie. Like a nine hundred calorie meal alone is already massive as fuck, and your jaw would hurt from the chewing. Your stomach would be descending uh, from the amount of food that's inside. And it, it's 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 beautiful because I think that if you are able to understand how to incorporate whole foods, y- you can eat kind of low calories, but actually be eating more food. Is that as weird as that sounds? So like let's look at it like this: If you were to have a bin or a bucket of Oreos, okay. And even the scale to weigh the Oreos, and it's forty-eight fucking Oreos, and you and you and you weigh that however much it comes to you. I guarantee you, the weight of those forty-eight Oreos won't even like they won't even pale in comparison to the weight of the of the two thousand calories of like whole food, like chicken, rice, potatoes, beef, fish, all that. If you were to get two thousand calories equally and weigh them, the whole food will weigh a shit ton of fucking more. And you can match the same amount of calories because the food volume is larger, which means you will feel more full and still have the ability to eat less calories, which is going to allow you to be full and still burn calories in a calorie deficit at the same time. Does that make sense? That's why it's so important for you to select whole foods. It's not because processed foods are bad or processed foods are the devil. Like, yes, they're not as healthy as whole foods. We understand that. But you can still have them as long as mainly what you're eating is whole food because whole food is, first of all, it's way more nutritionally dense. You're going to get more vitamins out of it. You're going to get more benefits out of it, okay? Because it's just it's just healthier than processed food. But outside of that, it has more volume. So it's going to make you feel more full with less calories than the other, which is going to make you feel less full with more calories. Okay, what would you rather have? right the ability to eat a lot and burn fat at the same time or the ability to not eat a lot but pack on so much fat of course we don't want the latter nobody does okay and that's why it's so fucking important for your you to have a good food selection to make sure that you select foods that are worth eating that are you know calorically dense that are nutritionally dense that will allow you to feel full but also respect your caloric requirements so that you don't feel like you're starving But you're still able to be in a calorie deficit, which is essentially going to get your body to burn the fat that you want to burn. Okay? If you continue to leave your eyes to guess how big a portion or a snack is, you're making a grave mistake. And the problem is, if you do this every single time that you diet, you'll never succeed. And even worse, you'll think that all diets don't work. But when they do, you know, like, they essentially they do work, when they do work, you're respecting the calorie limits and snacking responsibly, and talking about or doing the things that I just talked about, right? And the only way to make sure that we can do that is to track what we eat, right? And it's very simple. You can use a food scale, or you can just keep a tally in your head or a tally in your notes, a notepad in your phone, essentially to see the snacks that you'd eat throughout the day, and then you have a total amount of calories listed for the amount of uh, calorie, uh, the amount of snacks, uh, or the amount of calories that you got from the snacks that you ate throughout that day. Right. And then you can you know, apply that to your nutrition and say, OK, well, if I like to snack, so on and so forth, uh, and I want to be in a calorie deficit, I have to reduce the amount of calories by X amount or change this and that so that I could fit these snacks into my nutrition protocol without feeling like I'm suffering. So it's sustainable for me. And I continue to get the results that I want because I keep myself in a calorie deficit by respecting the total amount of calories that I'm required to consume. And it's not hard. It just takes that small bit of effort, the same amount of effort that you would have put in to doing the meal prep. Okay. It just, you just need to switch your mind into the setting of, okay, well, my meals are prepped. I'm eating these clean meals. Cool. Now I'm just going to make sure that I know everything else is going into my mouth is measured and calculated so that I'm not just eating those clean meals in vain because I know that everything that I'm eating, including the snacks, are abiding to the total amount of calories that I need to have every single day in order to lose weight. Okay, that's it. Use a food skill or use your mind, notepads, whatever you do to track calories. Use that before you put whatever it is in your mouth. It's that easy, right? That's it. That's all. If you like this episode, share it out with a friend. I hope I was able to deliver a valuable experience to you guys and girls today. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. Also, guys and girls, uh, quick pointer here. If you want me, IFBB Pro Matt Boutalli, to be your coach, Feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. I don't take everybody. Again, you've got to be a hard worker and you've got to be willing to actually go through the fucking shit that is <laughs> required, at least for the first few weeks of dieting so that you can get you know the hang of it and actually make this a part of your life and a routine that you stick to that is sustainable and that you can get permanent uh, results with. All right. So don't forget to screenshot and share this podcast episode onto your Instagram story. If you're watching this on Instagram, if you're watching this on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, anything like that, um, definitely still share it out to a friend. Let's embrace your inner meathead together. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what uh, today's topic was about. IFBB Pro Maputale signing out. Boom. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. Don't forget to implement at least one thing from this podcast. Remember, information without implementation is just fucking noise. I provide actionable value for a reason, take full advantage of it. If you laughed, cried, got any value, motivation, or inspiration from this podcast, share it out to one friend who you know will enjoy it too. Shameless plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Matt Butale, if you want to know this meathead on a more personal level. Heads up, it's not safe for work and it can get explicit. Viewer's discretion is advised, but I promise you will still laugh, learn, and get value. Also, if you want to lose 25 pounds and become a part of the Natural Nomad Academy and join the meathead community, feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. Let's embrace your inner meathead. All right. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. Natural Nomad Academy head coach and natural IFBB pro Matt Butale signing out.